Hello, and welcome to this very special grocery shop edition of the OmniTalk Retail Spotlight Series podcast, brought to you with the help and support of Microsoft. I'm Ann Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And joining us to be part of our week-long grocery shop podcast series are Matt Hallett, the head of product solutions at Imperity, and Microsoft's very own and the senior director of business strategy for worldwide retail and consumer goods, Mike Edmonds. Matt and Mike, thanks for being with us today. Matt, it's really great to have you here. We've never had anybody from Amparity on the OmniTalk podcast before, so excited to have you here with us today. Well, I'm surprised and delighted. Yeah, very excited to be here. I'm in the in the Northwest, uh, along with uh, a lot of other people from Microsoft. So it's yes. a pleasure to be part of the conversation. Mike, nice to meet you here today as well. Excellent. And Mike, how's it going? Very good. Very good. Uh, very happy to be here calling in from not Seattle and Redmond, but from Chicago, the beautiful Chicago this summer. So really happy to be here today. Looking forward to the conversation. Very nice. A fellow Midwesterner in the house. We always like that since we're uh, based here in Minneapolis. All right, Matt, <laughs> let's let's get this show started. Let's start with you. Let's have you kick it off. Tell us a little bit about Imperity, what it is, what it does, what's your role, and and specifically how you help grocers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So surprised and uh, and delighted uh, that I'm the first Imperity person to kind of walk and talk through the, this grocer. Uh, Big expectations, though. I know. Yeah, expectations. No, absolutely. Big shoes to fill. No, it's we, we serve a lot of uh, a lot of grocers and a lot of retailers around the world. So what is Imperity? Imperity is essentially a, a customer data platform, which is uh, which in the software space is really a platform that helps organizations turn messy customer data into into better customer experiences which which we all enjoy right um right and of course those better customer experiences you know turn into better business value so we are enterprise software company 500 or so people uh you know a couple uh a couple hundred customers domestically and globally a lot of different retail brands grocers uh really helping uh, a lot of different industries but grocers in specifics uh to uh to, to do new things so yeah happy to go into that a little bit more and and uh, my role as well yeah, Matt, you took the words right out of my mouth. I, I want to hear more, actually. I want, I want you to double click into that for me. Tell me. Explain to me, like, how? What's the secret sauce? Like, what's all involved sure. there? Because a lot of companies will say they do that, but I want to hear from yeah. you guys. What is it yeah. exactly that you're doing to give the audience the best perception of, of what you what value you can provide to them? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, essentially, you know, and parity helps uh, fix people data. And, and whether, you know, people call people, uh, you know, consumers or shoppers or patients, uh, in the end, people data is is critical and it's usually very messy. Um, what's amazing and fun and unique here is that um, your best customers have the messiest data by far. Really? Like what kind of data no are we talking about? Yeah. It's like the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. So if you're if you're really loyal to an organization, you usually have all of your family members all using different kinds of loyalty cards. You're online, you're offline, you order things from Instacart. You're just having right. profile data just about everywhere. And so that's where Imperity really excels is bringing that together um, into just a unified profile, an actionable profile uh, so that brands can can extend that better better experiences for customers, uh, both in uh, in the in-shopper experience, collaboration with partners. So I'll talk about that a little bit later and uh, really just kind of, you know, keep their knees bent as the ever-changing landscape keeps coming, coming around with customer data. Well, yeah, Matt, I know without a doubt that Throughout this week at grocery shop, you know, personalization and loyalty offers, especially with rising inflation, like that's going to become more and more important. So can you explain a little bit? Are you helping then the the grocers kind of take all of that data, figure out how to help like personalize offers better? Like what what exactly yeah. are you seeing some of the, the the retailers that you've worked with? What are they doing with that data? Yeah, yeah. We 
Um, well, I like to think of it as like the, the, the three three C's of customer uh, customer data platform. Uh, mm. We we help to connect their data, which is importing and data combining data from all internal systems. So point of sale systems, loyalty systems, in, Instacart deliveries, things when they don't even have a loyalty mm -hmm. card that's being referenced or used, SMS programs, email campaigns. And we do that inside the four walls of a grocer, but often grocers, you know, across banners, across brands, mm. there's often a unique view that's sitting across the system organizations inside of one umbrella organization so we we the first c is connect uh and that's bringing data in and bringing data out cleansing is standardized normalizing deduping and helping people to build a single uh, customer profile we have a lot of great predictive analytics and insights that are available at, out of the box on transactions we unify the online transactions, the online tra offline transactions. So what's bought in store, what's bought online and what's bought through shoppers. Um, so that's the, the connect and the next is cleanse. Uh, and then it's about the third C, which is conduct like an orchestrator, like a, like an or a conductor of an orchestra. It's making sure that the right slices of customer data are used in the right way about grocers for um, empowering those customer experiences, uh, working with your supply chain and your other partners, your CPG partners, um, and, and really taking, uh, taking that beyond. And the last one is kind of one of the space I work on the, on the research and development side of Firm Parity is, is around collaboration. Uh, that's taking that data out for your paid media partners, or if you are a retail media mm. network as well, or down the supply chain to make sure that you're uh, providing the best experience from, from brands that are doing advertising to that in-store experience at a, at a grocery store. Which no yeah. doubt is another big topic. Yeah, I was going to say the retail media network angle oh, of this boy. is uh, is very important, yeah. um, especially as we understand more and more throughout the week of grocery shopping. Growing shop, theme. Yeah, how how uh, oh, impactful that data can be as a source of revenue for a lot of the retailers. Mike, I, I want to switch to you here. As you are heading into grocery shop, you know, you, you're looking at the grocery industry more broadly with your uh, Microsoft lens. Mm -hmm. What is it to you about Imperity that kind of stands out or that you think is really valuable as a Microsoft partner? Yeah, thank you for that question. So first and foremost, Microsoft, we're so proud of our third-party ecosystem. It's it's one of, I'm a relatively new employee to Microsoft and I'm just pleasantly surprised on a day-to-day -day basis how much we invest in and cultivate partnerships that really align with market signal. And, and parity is a phenomenal example of that. If I were just to distill all of the very smart things Matt said into one reason why I'm excited about Imperity, it comes down to unified customer profile. Okay. Why that matters is there's so much talk about omni-channel, personalization, fill in the next, the next buzzword here. But all of those cool things don't matter if organizations, specifically brands and grocers, don't have a common single source of truth around who customers are, how they interact, what their specific preferences are, and something that can grow and get enriched over time to become more intelligent. And that's precisely what impairs what uh, uh, Imperity does. I, I imagine this is like taking my the analog for the consumer that's listening to this is like taking my iPhone full of like 15 people's email addresses from the last 15 years <laughs> and my phone migrations. And now like, but for grocers, right. you know, taking their contacts and all of the places that they are and really like giving you one single contact card with all of their history, all of their purchases. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. all of the ecosystems that they're interacting with you and the brand. So I'm, I'm really excited. It's probably a great example. Too. Yeah. You just send the text message to all four numbers in <laughs> right. your thing, but, but 
Matt, what I can tell you, you're jumping at the bit to talk oh, about boy. that. What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> I love analogies to a fault. And, you know, it's it's exactly what you said there. It's also about thinking about your family. I mean, your, your husband, your wife, your spouse, True. your partner, yes. and also the unique views that they might have, might have that you don't have on, on your common family, your common connections. Have you ever tried to put down a, you know, build out a, a, a Christmas card list and who's got the best address for somebody may not be you, might be your, your spouse. Right. Um, and then it's also once you have that data unified and also the transactional insight of how you've interacted with them, if you're only sending out 100 Christmas cards, how do you know who are the top 100 that you need to focus on? And based upon the behaviors and the insight, yeah. what you're trying to achieve, predictive intelligence and this historical uh, experience. Yeah. Who you're yeah. still talking to in the family, you know, they got to bump down on the list. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Right. It's absolutely <laughs> true. So yes, right. you got to bump them down. Getting all kinds of fun stuff. I know. I know. Uh, and 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 Mike, to your point about Microsoft and their stable of partners, I I can attest to that firsthand from having worked at Target and worked with Microsoft, and I think it's only grown from there as well. Mm-hmm. So so it's cool to hear about. So so Matt, let's go back to you then. Like, who are some of the retailers or? Or can you share any case studies or anecdotes with us that highlight the work you're doing with grocers and how you're bringing this to life? Yeah, yeah. Back to analogies into the anecdotal world. Um, uh, you know, for, for most of our customers, uh, the opportunity for us, I think, what's the expression? The expression is always, people like to say, is, you know, custom, the customer data is the next is is the next goal. It's gold. It's the next, uh, customer data is the new black or however you explain it in regards to the retail expressions. But really what we've <laughs> seen for all of our customers, it's it's, it's actually sand. And, and I, I love this expression we see with our customers all the time. Uh, you, you know, it's each unique customer can be a different, different, uh, different shape, different size, different location. And, and, and the question is, is as we're trying to evolve in this, in this landscape, do you want to build upon quicksand or do you want to build upon concrete? And so when you're talking about retail media networks and collaboration with partners or optimizing the best paid media experience, uh, paid media channels, the question is, how are you leveraging that sand underneath your organization in order to take advantage of and to build better customer experiences? Mm-hmm. And so for all of our customers, it's more often than not, it's actually recognizing that, look, you've got sand everywhere and there's an opportunity for you to stand on firm, solid ground within parity and, and delivering those better experiences and better partner collaborations as a result. Yeah, the buzzword I like to say is re, uh, data is really the center of every retailer's flywheel right now. Regardless of what your flywheel is or your business, that is the way it is. So I'm, I'm curious though, Matt, do you have any specific examples you can share or even allude to in terms of someone that's seen great success working with you guys? Yeah, um, you know, absolutely. So first off, within the grocery space, the most obvious wins for us is bringing together loyalty card data, point of sale transactions data, email activity, SMS. We've even done, you know, Wi-Fi logins as far as like the building that kind of view of an individual that's the most uh, most impactful. Uh, we bring in the sales transactions that happen in store, and with our with with our SaaS platform, you can actually uh, help identify individuals uh, to build better customer experiences at the checkout and that experience when they're not using a loyalty card. Um, and then what happens often with us, we go to grocery stores and people just are grabbing loyalty cards here, there, and, and, you know, using a mad hawk and, and parody is really good at essentially bringing that data together to, to find the truth in what IOT cards are being used and how and where and why. And as a part of that, it's also helping you to redefine households, which the industry is focused very much on householding as the kind of industry um, historical background. But as you move now towards more individual experiences that are happening online, the householding parable, the householding paradigm isn't doesn't quite extend in the same way as it used to with direct mail. So helping an organization shift from that householding mentality to more of an individual and personalized experience. 
So for often for our deployments for, for like a grocer, you know, the big wins and easy wins is bringing that data together for insight, for analytics, and then doing cross org across the other um, sister organizations inside of maybe a larger conglomerate. The next step in that is helping optimize paid media uh, for uh, what well, I would say, you know, when you're when you're onboarding data into the digital ecosystem, duplicate records cost duplicate prices. And so uh, a lot of that is there's some efficiencies in that standpoint mm-hmm. as well. And then also if you're bringing the worst data to your paid media experiences, you're sending disconnected uh, disconnected data sets to Facebook or to, uh, you know, to TikTok. We're doing a lot with uh, innovation in, 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 in paid media space. You want to drive the highest value income, the highest value records in that ecosystem to get the best outcomes. And so we have a lot of uh, paid media. We have a lot of efforts in our space to kind of shorten that, uh, shorten that delivery window when it comes to leveraging the paid media ecosystem uh, with a lot of -of out-of-box connectors to just make it easier for people to uh, land and expand there as well. Um, Yeah, I mean, so, you know, it starts with analytics and insights with the IT often, but extends quickly into the business team. And what we're seeing just an incredible amount of demand is in the retail media network space. Really? You know, if you're doing what you do well, if you're doing what you do internally well, turning that into a service for others is obviously a highly differentiated uh, uh, way to do it. And guess what? The first stop in that is is good, clean customer data and, and an imperity foundation. At least that is what we see in the market. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt, maybe dive into the retail media network example for us a little bit deeper. I'd love to hear, and I'm sure our listeners who are yeah. who know, as Chris said, you know, huge topic for grocery shop. Um, what, what have you seen or are there any examples that you can share of like how how uh, grocers have been working with you as they're building these retail media networks and what kind of information they're they're having trouble collecting or having trouble yeah. you know working with as they're trying to build these out. 100%. And it's a new space, right? So everyone's mm-hmm. learning as they're going. We have the luxury of having a couple, you know, a, a dozen or more retail media networks underneath uh, in, in the fam- Amparity family. Um, and so what we're seeing in that space is um, there's really a crawl, walk, run, and sprint evolution that happens in their organization is they're testing the waters of retail media. Okay. We feel like we are really at the first stages of that um, in that early stages, because it's, you know, it is again, like concrete, you want to take your sand and have firm ground to stand upon. But what we see a lot of things happening is people early were talking about just big numbers, quantity. I've got this many records under uh, this many records in our, in our, it, this many customer profiles. And, and this is our reach. What we see is essentially there's a movement towards differentiation and, and that we call it the race to differentiation in retail media. Yeah. Uh, and that's about being more transparent with your CPG partners and your, your product partners, doing more collaboration with them as appropriate, trying to get to self-service more quickly mm-hmm. and helping to identify the offline transactions with greater uh, clarity uh, so that you can not feel like you're um, again t- standing on quicksand when you're talking about return on ad spend, when you're talking about reach, that you're, you're, you you know that you're standing on, on firm ground to the inventory that you're able to deploy and the results you're able to deliver for your for your partners. Yeah, I think that's really important, especially what you said about the differentiation piece of it too, Matt, because that when it, when you come down to it, you know, everybody, it'll be, you know, no time at all before everybody has a retail media network of some I, kind. Yeah, everyone's sprinting towards their retail right, media network, right. regardless of how fast they're working at it internally. Right. Right. Yeah. But the key differentiator is, you know, what your unique customer has the value of your unique customer. And I think that's that that's go, that's got to be clean. It's got to be. Yeah. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> I was going to say, and, and also in that recognizing the supply chain that your third, your, your, your product partners, your vendors, your CPGs, yeah. 
they have a unique insight and are obviously a real uh, a real incentivized interest in this in shortening the supply shortening the supply chain in that regard and having a better customer experience. So we we we're we're doing a lot of interesting things around. We call it BYOD, uh, bring your own data, uh, mm-hmm. where uh, CG partners are able to bring their data to inform better targeting, very su- better suppressions, better lookalike audiences. And, and essentially, um, we see that as kind of like a forcing function within retail media networks is to lean into that so that you provide a better ecosystem for them to understand the efficacy of, of, of their spend and their collaboration. And I, ideally, just drive a better partnership overall between you and your partners. Right, right. Um, well, Mike, I, we've been talking a lot about retail media networks, which, uh, again, is going to be a big theme um, for the grocery executives that are listening out there. But what would you add to what Matt said or reinforce here that you you feel like it's important for the grocery executives out there listening to hear? Yeah, I love it. You know, what I would really pick on is the last thing that Matt just said around bring your own data. Mm-hmm. When I look across this industry, you think about the importance of an ecosystem and how each each actor, whether it's brand, grocer, partner, supplier, everything in between, when we all agree to put to to share data with each other, yeah. the ecosystem gets that much richer. So I think I think gone are the days of one specific company owning every single aspect of the entire value chain and kind of keeping that in a walled garden. It's more about what do you have, what's ways that you can share it, even if it's with completely external third party data sources like weather or social media or anything in between. Right. As long as you work backwards from your customer. And think about what's the best way to, to to bring utility and seamlessness to their experience. Taking an ecosystem approach is what I would certainly advise for any executive out there. Which is kind of funny when you think about it, because it's like business school 101. That's like the first class they teach you in it supply is. chain, like the first yep. week you go to business school. Like it's like, tell everyone what you're doing. So then everyone knows and they can forecast it and they can understand how much you're buying and everything. And it's the same analogy here. Like it's mm-hmm. it's crazy to me that we're at at this point. Matt, go ahead. No, I was going to say I, what I really love about retail media network is this, you know it's, it's essentially you know uh, it's it's forcing organizations to look internally to say what is the infrastructure the people and the operations in which we use in order to to deliver better experiences to customers because if we're going to end up turning that into a service that we're more accountable for in in, in driving with relationships uh, with our product partners, it's making them go back through and really audit and say, mm. are we doing this effectively? What's our core differentiation here? Mm. What's the value we're bringing? And how can we do better uh, across all the M&A activities we've done lately and all the other sister organizations that have become a part of the fold? And what's our unique differentiator? So I think it's just really a unique and unique interesting time for grocers to stand back and say, well, how are we doing today? Are we doing it well? Because if we're going to turn around and make it as a service to others, it's got to be great. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's really, it's a, it's a good time for organizations to take a, an audit of how they, how they execute. That's a really good point. I've never thought about that, that, you know, a, as a grocer, you should probably be looking at a retail media network, not only for the financial reasons, but it's actually a good way to eat what you cook in terms of the, of yeah, what you're putting in front of your customer every day and then seeing the results in real time to understand if it's having an impact or not. Like <laughs> I can't actually think of a better way to eat what you cook. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get you out of here on this, Matt. So what, what can we expect to see from, uh, from Imperity for the rest of the year as, and as we head into 2023? What are you focused on in, in your role too as a head of product solutions? Where are you planning to take the product next? Yeah, I, you know, I have, I have a really a fun and luxurious opportunity with, 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 with uh, inside of Imperity. It's kind of an R&D function. We've got you know, hundreds of customers globally, and it's really about helping them to maximize what they've built as far as that foundation because now they have the opportunity to do more and do more and better in paid media and retail media. 
Um, so yeah, as far as what's coming down the pipe, it's going to rhyme with retail media. There's just a lot of excitement and interest and energy in that space. Certainly a lot, which has a Venn diagram overlap into paid media efficiencies. I'm surprised we got this far in this conversation without talking about cookies. Uh, you know, a cookie's going <laughs> away. Uh, you know, and that certainly has an impact on retail media as well. Uh, we see a lot of just a lot of opportunity to kind of shorten the cycle uh, and the turnaround time for um, activation and, and 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 working in that ecosystem. Cost savings, time savings, simplicity, democratization, and cutting out a lot of the unnecessary middlemen in, in regards to doing paid media activation. So retail media is one. Paid media is another one. And it really comes down to that collaboration that Mike was alluding to and, and talking about. Uh, so, uh, you know, in, in privacy safe ways, conscious ways, helping to better customer experiences across brand and performance, uh, performance marketing efforts. So a lot of clean rooms and second party data is where we'll be extending. Um, we feel a lot of organizations are going to need a lot of different clean rooms. They're going to need a lot of different second party data solutions. So we're excited about building that as part of our ecosystem uh, as an offering suite that's going out there. Yeah, so those are the three big pillars for us and kind of yeah. the direction we're headed because it's where our customers are asking us to, to go. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, no, it's great. Great overview of data cleaning in general. <laughs> and love the point at the end too about eating what you cook. I thought that was just so brilliant and so well said too. And puts it puts the whole conversation in a different perspective, at least for, for me and Anne, I'm yeah. guessing. So, all right, well, if, if people want to get in touch with you, Matt and Imperity, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Easiest, of course, is imperity.com. And, and I'm a friendly sort. Always reach out to me on LinkedIn. Always happy to have a conversation. Uh, it's a great way to learn and about really what's happening out in the industry. So yeah, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Hey, and you know, we also have a booth at uh, at Grocery Shop. We're at uh, booth MP1117, 1117. Would love, would love, to, uh, love to have you guys stop by and, and get some more information there or feel free to reach out to me directly. Triple one seven. I like that. I like that. It's easy to remember. It's easy to remember, OmniTalk fans. All right, Mike, what about you? What's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to pick uh, you or anyone else's at brain at Microsoft? Yeah, so the easiest thing is to contact your Microsoft rep. And then if you want to talk to me specifically, LinkedIn is the fastest and best way to do so. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks to Matt and Mike for being with us here today. Thanks to Microsoft for their help and support in putting this podcast series together. And thanks, as always, to everyone listening for tuning in. And most importantly, be careful out there.